everyone knows, uh, it's Christmas Eve, and um, we uh, have a different uh, kind of service in mind for everyone today. Uh, not going to be preaching, but I do yes. want to um, to share a few thoughts with you guys um, because you know I'm not a pastor. That's what we do. Can't not talk. Put a microphone in front of you and talk. Um, so uh, I'm going to start off. Uh, I want to read the the Christmas story, and then I have a couple of thoughts to share on that. And then uh, Ben, our youngest son, is actually going to um, share a little bit of a testimony. Um, and so we're going to read here from Luke chapter two. Um, and if you've been uh, in church at a Christmas time before, you you've heard this uh, heard these verses before uh, many times. And uh, we're going to talk this morning a little bit about God's timing and um, how his timing is always perfect and what, uh, what it looks like for, uh, for his timing in our lives. So I'm going to read here Luke chapter 1, verse 2. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a, king, was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from Nazareth and Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in cloths of cloth and strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will be great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. Peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as the angel had told them. Now, this is probably a familiar story, right? Christmas story, you've heard it. If you've ever watched the Charlie Brown Christmas special, <laughs> this is in there. Um, but one of the things that I think uh, is important to point out is uh, God's timing is not our timing. And um, have you ever felt like you uh, were waiting for God to come through on a prayer or something and it felt like God was late or maybe asleep at the wheel? Or perhaps uh, your prayer was answered that makes you think, oh, what am, what am I doing wrong? Or what do I need? Maybe I need to pray different or, or whatever. Um, 
before Jesus was born, if you, if you study the, the, the Old Testament, the Bible, before Jesus was born, it has been 400 years since God last spoke to anyone in the nation of Israel through one of the prophets. So, like, you've got the Old Testament books of the Bible, right? The law and all that stuff. Then you've got all the prophets, Isaiah, and all that kind of stuff. So, so there's been this time period of 400 years, and God has not, has not spoken to anybody directly in a way to share hope with the nation of Israel. So they've been waiting, you know, generation after generation for, for God to come through and all the things he's promised through his prophets and in the Old Testament. And so during this time, people are, are waiting. And so when you and I, when we find ourselves waiting, uh, I, I'm thankful to say I've never had to wait 400 years for God to come through on, on a promise. Uh, but remember, God will do everything, everything that he has promised. His words will come to pass, but it's going to be in his timing. And the nation of Israel would see generations, entire generations coming up. 400 years is a long freaking time, right? Like a really long time. And so they, they see this without seeing God's promise fulfilled. And they didn't have the benefit that you and I have. You say, well, what benefit is that, John? They don't have the option of inviting the Spirit of God to live inside and through them. You and I, we have that opportunity. And God always, always comes through. And God sent his son, Jesus, into our world at just the right time. And before Jesus left planet Earth, he, he gave us a promise. And, and he promised us that we could have the Spirit of God living through us. And no matter, no matter what you're facing right now, uh, I know it's, it's uh, the day before Christmas, and, and you probably have a lot of things planned, have lived with friends and loved ones. But at the same time, I, I know that just because it's uh, Christmas doesn't mean that our problems uh, take a break for the holidays. You may get off work for the holidays or off school, but our problems and the things that challenge us in life, they don't take breaks. So they, they just kind of keep coming. They show up whenever they want to show up. Um, like our son Eli's he's sick this morning. He does a lot of stuff and things right this morning. Uh, it was an inconvenient time for him to be sick. But life just, just does what it does, right? And so no matter what you're facing, I want you to set your hope in this, that when we put our trust in Jesus, I mean, really, when we put our trust, our hope in Jesus, he will always come through at the right time. And so I want to share one last verse with you guys, and we're going to hear from Ben this morning. Um, Romans chapter 5 says this. This is, uh, this is the Apostle Paul talking. It says this. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope and salvation. And this hope, this hope in Jesus, will not lead us to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. So I just want to encourage you this morning, set your hope in Jesus. That's what Christmas is all about. And trust and believe and, and take, take hold that God will come through at just the right time. Yes, yeah, so one thing with... Um when we planted this church, it's huge on our hearts to always 
share your story. You know, our faith grows by sharing your story and testifying. And, you know, God wants us to glorify him in all that we do. And so um, one thing that we have done in our family, too, is we want our children to find their faith in God. We want them to discover God in their own way and have their own faith. And um, one way we do that is by us showing them how we do it, not saying, you need to read your Bible, and you need to do this, and you need to do that, but letting them discover that. And so um, John had preached a couple weeks ago and had shared how um, he landed this job and was not getting paid. And when I mean not getting paid, we were short $5,000. And this was also during the time when um, back to school's coming, so we didn't have money to do back to school clothes or um, supplies or paying any bills. So um, we've also always encouraged our kids to come along our faith journey too. So we uh, sat them down and said, hey, daddy isn't getting paid. We don't know when he's going to get paid. Um, yes, we'll have food on the table because we have friends and family who love us and would help support us if we need it. But um, just so you know, we won't be able to get back to school stuff or anything. Um, so let's just pray that God will provide. And honestly, um, as a mama, I was stressed and freaking out. And um, it's, it's childlike faith that helps carry you. And so we want to share just a little bit of a testimony of God's timing and how God always provides and how much he loves his children. And he loves us so much more. God loves my children so much more than I ever can. And he cares about every little thing. So here's just, I'm going to kind of interview Ben to share um, the story of how God is faithful and his timing is perfect and beautiful. So Ben, at dinner time, we always ask each one of you kids to pray. And when you pray, what do you normally pray? I usually pray. <laughs> okay, you can hear yourself. Um, okay. I usually pray like, dear Jesus, thank you for this food. Have a great week and weekend, and help somebody with their needs and wants. So, like, if somebody's sick, you always lift them up in prayer, yeah. or if somebody's struggling, you lift them up in prayer. Okay, that night, when we sat you guys down and said, hey, we can't do anything, buy anything, because Daddy hasn't gotten paid, what did you pray that night at dinner? I prayed, like, can you help, like, give us money so we can get school supplies and other belongings? Other belongings and bills and whatnot. Yeah. What? Why did you pray that? What made you pray that? Because I usually pray for, like, somebody else, and now I'm praying for me and you guys. Okay. Um, when you prayed that, did the prayer, did you put all your hope and faith in that? Yeah. Why? Because I just believed. You believed what? That God will answer my prayers. God would answer your prayers. So when you prayed that that night, I was banking on his prayer and I was relying a little more on Ben's faith than my faith because I'm human, and I was struggling, and I just thought, okay, if Ben can pray that, then that's my prayer too. 
So the next morning came, and you were sleeping. <laughs> and mommy woke you up and said what? Uh, we got a check from like somebody. He didn't tell me um, five thousand dollars. Yeah. So God blessed us with five thousand dollars, right? Yep. And what did that make you think? God answered my prayer. So after this experience, and God blessing us with $5,000, what did your faith do? Grow. It grew. So the next time you struggle with something, what are you going to do first? Ask God. And what do you think will happen? You answer it. Yeah. Whether we think it's one way or another way, and in his timing, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you. So we just wanted to have Ben share that. He, he did pray that night. I mean, he's a little, a little silly. Um, but his a prayer, a little. Okay, he's a lot silly. But who doesn't love Ben? Um, but it, it is. It's that childlike faith in believing. And, you know, sometimes I think about how the kids believe in Santa. And it, they believe in something that's not there. And he always comes through. And that's what God is. God is our big Santa in believing in something that you can't physically see, you can't physically touch, you physically can't change. There is nothing we could do to change it but God. And we just had childlike faith. And I just love that he is a part of that. Um, I wish I recorded his face when I woke him up that morning to say, Ben, your prayer worked because his face was full of so much joy and happiness. Um, and it's just amazing. It's amazing how God does always come through in his timing. So at this time, we are going to do communion, right? Okay. Um, we are going to light the candles after communion because that's kind of hard to do. So um, Mike, if you want to come up and lead us in communion. Um, it's a special time of year that we get to celebrate communion as a community of believers. Um, I'm thinking of what John said and kind of what this represents for us, especially this time of year, when it's amazing to think, like, yeah, 400 years, uh, people of Israel hadn't heard from God. And then, you know, this miracle happens where this invisible God makes himself visible through, through his son Jesus. Um, and so it's just a special time that we get to celebrate that. So we take the bread, remembering that it is a representation of Jesus' physical body on this earth. Um, and we give thanks for that. At the same time, we take the juice again representing a physical nature of Jesus, the blood of Christ, and we do that in remembrance of him. So again, Father God, just thank you. Thank you for this time. Help us to just reflect each and every day as we go through the rest of today and into tomorrow, celebrating with friends and family. Help us to just keep in perspective what it is we're really celebrating. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.
Alright, now that everyone's got their candles lit, we're just going to sing O Come Let Us Adore Him one more time. So you can uh, stand with us if you'd like, or if you prefer to sit, that's fine too. O come let us adore Him. O